Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trackmate. My name's Jude Hawkins. And my name's Wayne Emery. Hello there, Wayne. How's it going, dude? Yeah, I'm good, man. Tired, but good. Tired, but good. Uh, been enjoying listening to some of our content, what's been going out this week, listening to it back, like the, um, what, what have we had? We've had TNG reboot mm-hmm. uh, go out, and then we've had the DST wrap-up come out now, haven't we? Yeah, no, the DST wrap-up uh, pod went out, Sunday went out on time. Yeah. Um, also then we've... Uh, put a few things on YouTube if anyone's missed it. So far, there's been the um, you put up the fifty artists, fifty years, fifty artists video. Yeah, exhibition. which I, I, I didn't count it, but I think I got I probably got like forty eight, forty nine of them in there or something. Um, I think that looks okay, and we got Rick's songs on there in the background, making it more interesting for people. Yeah. Um, um, there's I'll, a short video of uh, a part of the Trek tri- uh, trivia section that you managed to grab. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not great quality video, but yeah, I'm I'm glad we got something up there for for people who didn't see that. I, I just wish we could have filmed more. Yeah. Well, we... No, it's all right. There's nothing that could be done when our schedules didn't really cross. One thing: what we should have done, what we did, we don't have an excuse for. We should have. Should have recorded it on a dictaphone. Should have done really. Should have done really. But to be honest, I just before the beginning of the uh, competition, I was running around like a blue ass fly, so I didn't I actually have any time to actually think about uh, recording the thing. Because I, afterwards, I thought I should have took a picture of the audience as well, yeah. so I could show people how packed it was. You should have done one of those like selfless selfies, what all the celebrities do, where they take a picture of themselves with yeah. the crowd in the background going, look how popular I am, look all these people. <laughs> it would have been a good one. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I didn't have any time to think of anything like that. Yeah. So it is a shame. It's a shame, but to be honest, it's fine. I'm glad that you managed to catch a little bit. In it. fact, I, sh- I should have just interrupted, shouldn't I? I should have just ran on stage and go, it's okay, I'm with the pod as well, and just taken the selfie, <laughs> that just ran off. That's it. <laughs> I don't see why you didn't. <laughs> I know, I know. If I had a DeLorean or some other time-travelling device, I- I'd go back. 
Exactly. exactly. But we don't just yet. Not quite. We're not there yet. No. So, uh, yeah, we'll um, put that up. Videos. I've done um, today, the day that we're recording, I've done Rat Pack earlier on. Uh, just a few clips from the Saturday Night Party um, with, for those people who don't know who the Star Trek Rat Pack are, it's Jeffrey Combs, Armin Shimmerman, Max Gredenchik, Casey Biggs, and Vaughn Armstrong. And they basically do um, Star Trek versions of songs from the Rat Pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Uh, yeah, by the time um, people are listening to the the pod, I'm sure I will have gotten a few other things out. One of the things I was going to do tomorrow is uh, the Blackpool exhibition, which uh, we were going to do weeks ago, but we never got round to it. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. That'll be more of a photo, what do you call it, slideshow type video. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some cool stuff in there. Yeah, definitely. So it's definitely worth heading on over to uh, the YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just to check us out, uh, just search on YouTube for Trekmate Podcast, uh, and you'll find us on there. Um, because there's uh, there's tons of content, and that's even without... We haven't mentioned it in a few weeks on the actual pod, but we're still doing our weekly uh, episode reviews uh, on YouTube, exclusive to YouTube. So uh, if you've missed them so far, we've uh, we've done a whole bunch uh, of podcasts. This past week, uh, we've yeah. just done um, the Voyager episode Threshold. For some reason, for some bizarre reason. Yeah, so we've discussed Threshold uh this week which as uh, well pretty much because you said we can't just do good ones all the time <laughs> basically exactly that that's the only reason why exactly so yeah no so far we've done threshold uh the animated series beyond the farthest star uh mm-hmm. we've done house of quark we've done uh the andorian instant as well as tapestry as well so yeah there's plenty. Uh, there's absolutely uh, tons of reviews on there if you haven't actually been on the YouTube channel yet. But as I said, uh, they will be coming onto the podcast feed uh, soon. Uh, but I want to give it a little bit of delay so that people got a reason to go over to the YouTube channel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Get yourselves over there, anyone who's listening. Uh, one thing we haven't said to each other on the pod or in private is I presume we're not going to bother with TOS as we do. Uh... No, no. Um, I've, I have thought about it. I have thought about it. And I think we actually give quite a fair bit of love to TOS on the podcast already. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe with the YouTube channel is, uh, as well as the uh, the actual podcasts, is because we I upload all of the podcasts to YouTube now as well. Um, yeah, as well as the, the podcast is maybe rip out all of the um, who gives a toss and upload. We could do yeah, and upload them as a separate entity so that if anybody wanted to go on there and just see our reviews or, or or see us discussing specific episodes of TOS then they're on there as well. Yeah, why not? You know, when, when you've got the time like I don't think it would that, hurt. No. Cuz then it's not as it because we already give I mean, hell, since we've been back, I think we've done three who gives a toss tosses. 
Yeah, no, so I think that way, at least on the YouTube channel, uh, there'll be something for, uh, like people who are maybe uh, just finding us on YouTube or just want to see specific episode reviews, uh, they can find them on there where, without uh, going through the podcast. Because uh, since we've been back, I think we've already done three Who Gives a Tosses uh, out of about... Uh, I think we've done like uh, twelve it's at least, episodes. It's now. at least three. Um, what have we done? We've done uh, the way to Eden, yeah, we'd, which we've done the way to Eden. Then with JD, which was fun. Yeah. Then we done. Um, we done one with Chris, and we've done one with Rollis. We've done Wolf in the Fold, and we've done the Empath. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We've not done any more than that. We've not done a no, fourth. No, no, we've not done a fourth. You're probably thinking that because of the TAS episode that we've done. Yeah, I probably am, yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, so we, uh, we, uh, I think that we give uh, the original series enough uh, love. Yeah. And then we'll uh, just upload them separately onto YouTube, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Nice one. Yeah, definitely. So, um, oh, th- there has been uh, one uh, little uh, tremors of rumours about Discovery hopping about. It was it was a tweet, wasn't it, by Brian Fuller? Yeah, um, I've not got it up on my screen. I'm uh, sure you can, can you paraphrase it. Uh, but what was the word he used? Um, Uh, okay, what was the episode he referenced? What did I say? Balance of Terror. Ba- Balance of okay. Terror. He basically suggested that the story arc of um, Discovery is going to... Have some tie. Yeah, have some tie-in with that episode. Which uh, has got people, you know, that that's all he said. He said even less than that. I can't remember how he phrased it, but it's got a lot of, a lot of people very excited and, you know, going back and forth saying it's this, it's that. But it's still cool to have more information. Any information's good at this point. It is, though, with the um, timescale being 10 years prior to the original series, supposedly, and with uh, uh, the Balance of Terror being the point that it was the first time that they had seen the Romulans in so many years, um, I I just... uh, I hope that they uh, manage to fit it in within continuity, seeing as they have said that they'll be within the Prime Universe. So I'd like to see some uh, continuity yeah. left in there. Oh, definitely. You don't want to be complaining about that when it comes around. You know, they're going to have to do a lot of work on this series to to please everybody. You know. <laughs> I wish them luck. Yeah, oh, definitely. And you're going to have people that are going to just absolutely hate it. I mean... Oh, always, yeah. yeah. There's always going to be those people. Yeah, Yeah, but then at the same point, uh, we can't be... No, we can be critical of it because Star Trek is something that we absolutely love. But at the same time, we need to support it because regardless... I would say this. Any Star Trek fan that decides to give Discovery a go needs to stick with Discovery all of the way because if we don't support it we won't get more Trek in the future yeah and I think that's just sad for it you know that it's happened twice before mm-hmm. all the love that the fans have for Trek like you say I think people need to support it even if even if there's things that people don't like about it um Larry was saying when we had Larry on mm-hmm. 
this will be the first time where you've had like the internet and so much social media stuff online going on while while TV programs are coming out. So CBS and the people at Star Trek, they they have the potential there to to take on board the criticisms that everybody's giving mm-hmm. and do stuff about it. Even if you've written all of season one, yeah. Even if you've recorded all of season one, you know when people's criticisms start coming in, you can you can then look to say. And think, you know, what what can we change? What can we improve? Yeah. In in the following series, because because we don't want that, you know. Even if you're not that keen on season one, you want it to get better, and you you want it to thrive. It, you, well, I want it to go the full seven. Well, that's the thing. Well, to be honest, I am of the mindset now that I would not. I I know I've said this on the podcast before. I would not care if we get. A whole bunch of different miniseries of Star Trek. Yeah. If they were all telling a fantastic story, if we had six to twelve episode arcs of something from different points in time, that would not bother me. I'd be happy for that. Obviously, production yeah. cost-wise, that might not be possible because they want to get as much as they can out of every set that they make or whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it does go a traditional sort of amount of series, that's fantastic. But all I want to make sure is that, regardless of whether you fucking like it or not, just stick it on play and walk out the room. Just, yeah. just so that the um, the numbers are coming back that people are watching it. Just so that then in future we might get another series. Because... This is what it's going to hinge on because nowadays a much different climate from when TNG and DS9 and Voyager were around. Because hell, if it was down to uh, imagine imagine coming back after this amount of time in today's day and age with season one of TNG, yeah, it would not have gone another series. Well, it, it would it would have had the piss ripped out of it. Yeah, on a daily, weekly basis. Like, what the hell was that? I, I, I can, I can still watch uh, season one now yeah. and, and, and enjoy it, but it's it's very silly and it's very, you know, um, re- it's got a lot of recycled nonsense yeah. from uh, TOS. It, it hasn't become its own thing no. at that time. But in today's day and age, people need to be hooked straight away. Yeah, that's what we were saying. But I mean, you know, with TNG not having the social media and people reacting straight away, look how it evolved. Look at some of the stuff they gave us later on in season four, season five, season six. It was amazing, mm-hmm. some of the stuff they did. Oh, yeah. Even, even the last season. And, um, you know, that's that's like you say, that's why we need to try and support this one. So even if season one isn't great, Hopefully, season two will be, or season three. You know, we'll, we'll it'll get better yeah. and better. Because I mean, hell, I I have spoken to so many Star Trek fans over the time that didn't give Enterprise a fair shot. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that only gave Enterprise not even two or three episodes, and they just wrote it off after their initial thoughts of the pilot. Yeah, and they missed out on some fantastic Trek, and because they didn't watch it, because they didn't watch it, even they didn't give it a chance. They weren't happy with it. Meant that Star Trek ended. Yeah, it did. It, it 
it put the nail in the coffin, didn't it? Really, it did. And that's for the a thing. while then. If if as a community we do that again, if if we get our sticklers that judge it too quickly, that give it too much of a hard time after episode one, we will be the ones that will be damning the franchise once again. Yeah, and I really don't want you know you you don't want this new series to be the shortest one. No, because look, I, I've watched, I've got into so many TV series over the last five, ten years that I really loved and really enjoyed, but they did not get past season one. Yeah, yeah, oh, I hate that. I hate when they when they don't get recommissioned. It, it's horrible. Yeah, because these studios it, it, are it, so it, much harsher now. Yes, yes, they are. It's often about the money, isn't it? It's all about the you know getting the money back. And of course, it is. They don't want to think in the long term and think, well, well, th- this program, given enough series, will build up enough of a following. No, they yeah. they don't care about that. They need instant numbers. They need instant numbers, and it's it's a flawed system. I hate the way it works, but yeah. that's why we need to support it as much as we possibly can. Yeah, yeah. So everyone should be ready for that. I think it's Star Trek. It's a it's a fifty. It's going to be a fifty plus year old franchise by the time Discovery comes out. We, we've got to remember that and help it, and mm-hmm. not make the same mistakes that you know have been made in the past with Enterprise and. And even TOS. Exactly, because as much as we can get fucked off with CBS for cancelling Star Trek, we must also shoulder responsibility that we could have done more to support it in those times. Yeah. Because, I mean, hell, they fucking proved that back in the 60s by getting season three commissioned by like the fans calling out for it. So... yeah. We need to have that same energy, that same vitality towards this new series. I think Enterprise almost didn't get a, a third or fourth uh, season. It was very close. Well. I think I, I don't know where I saw it. I don't know if it was on a DVD extra or something, but mm-hmm. like they were protesting outside Paramount Studios or something with signs and stuff. Some fans weren't they for Enterprise? I, I, don't I can't know where remember. I saw that. I'll have to oh, yeah. try and hunt that down. I'm sure I saw that. And I don't I'm recall sure it. I, I know that it. it was on the tip of CBS's tongue uh, to give it the boot after yeah. season two, and it managed to go the whole four seasons. Because I know when they did cancel it, I know that um, B Sky B, uh, the people who run Sky over here in the UK, did put in uh, and, and like did try to put in a uh, offer to fund making season five of Enterprise, uh, but CBS just weren't interested. Oh, it's a shame. That is a damn shame. I, I really felt you, you could really feel it with uh, with that series that it ended too early. Season four Enterprise it- far too early. It had so much potential. Uh, if, if anyone's watched it, or if they haven't, like season one and two are really different to season three and four. Mm-hmm. They were with with the first two. Like the first one, what I liked about that was there was a lot of building of characters and the ship and yep. and the story of uh, humans joining the rest of the galaxy and all that stuff. Um, season two, I guess, was very episodic sort of similar to what we've seen from other series yeah 
but with this new crew. But then you had the massive story arc going on with uh, seasons three and four, mm-hmm. which I feel like they really upped their game on those. I, I enjoyed one and two, but I think three and four like really sort of. I can't believe watching three and four how that didn't get a fifth season and sixth and a seventh. Yeah, and to be honest, if you haven't watched all of Enterprise all of the way through, then you are doing yourself a disservice. You've got brand new Trek there that you could be enjoying. Yeah, and uh, I you you really should you really should that is one thing that I did take away from. Um, Destination Star Trek Europe is there as much love as there is for Enterprise from some people there is still far more disdain from the community towards Enterprise there's still like quite a number of people who just don't give a monkeys about Enterprise there is there is a very large number of people that that I've met and spoke to face to face so it, it doesn't surprise me to be um, to meet these people, but every time, you know, I'm saying the same thing we are like, just just watch it, just give it a go. What have you got to lose? Mm-hmm. But stick I think with it, it. it it is more of a mentality, isn't it, rather than a proper opinion. Like like you said, they they maybe watch one, two, three episodes, but they've not watched they've not even watched an entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just decided like, nah, that's not Trek. You know, that's not Star Trek. Give it a go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, there's so much to enjoy there. There really is. Yeah, there really is. There really is, and it's it's a shame. It's it's a shame, but it's it, that's that mentality that we need to get over when discovery comes. Yeah, I agree. We we do not. If you see any Star Trek, any other Trekkies getting on their high horse and being dickheads about it, you fucking call them out and you say no. <laughs> No, we need to support this series. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to be another 15 years. It's going to be another 10 years. Yeah. Or CBS could just take it to their grave, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which I wouldn't want to see that. And uh, or, or they could revert and say, well, obviously this Prime Universe bullshit isn't working. Let's chuck in the JJ-verse. Yeah. And I know there's even less people that want to see the JJ verse yeah. on series, so yeah. Well, at least they're not doing that. I think there was a lot of people scared of that was what was going to happen with the with the new series mm-hmm. with the with the success of the uh, the movie, the newer movies, reboot yeah. movies. True, I I'm know glad they mean. didn't. Well, to be honest, it, it it got me thinking really because with they could have done anything really, couldn't they? They could have done absolutely anything, but also it's a question of with regards to timeline. Is there really such thing as a prime time a timeline at all? Because, it's so messed up, isn't it? It's so all over the place with Trey. That's the thing. It was established well early on in TOS that. We do have alternate realities, um, and it, they even go back in time. They uh, change things themselves on multiple occasions. Um, yeah, I mean, hell, even in TNG, you see uh, things being changed in the past. Whether that oh, I was watching uh, Redemption earlier mm-hmm. on, which I'm guessing you may have watched this week as well. I didn't get around to it, but yeah. 
But they've got uh, Tasha Yar's Romulan daughter. What's her name? Um, it's... Um... Well, it doesn't matter what her name is, but that's a perfect example of what we're talking about, where the yeah. timelines are just all over the place. But like, Yeah, exactly. Whether it's yesterday's Enterprise, or whether it's Time's Arrow, or whether it's... Uh, there's there's so many points that um, time has changed. Whether it's First Contact, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, the episode where uh, Quark and that go back in time in Deep Space Nine. Uh, whether yeah. it... it there is so many instances and so many examples of alternate universes. So the the timeline has changed constantly all the time. So should that that is a question? Should we be sticklers for saying it needs to be in the prime timeline? Because is there such a fucking thing as a prime timeline? Yeah. There's just many alternate realities. Yeah. Because well, we'll if, see, won't we? if if Back to the Future is anything to go by, <laughs> it, then that's the thing. It, as you said, after yesterday's Enterprise, they're no longer in the Prime Universe. Yeah, they're now in an alternate universe. So, just don't get up your arseholes. Is all I'm saying. Is just <laughs> <laughs> it's Trek. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Let's support it. Let's let's make it be everything it can be. And you know, if there's anything you don't like, let's shout about it as loud as you can, but as nicely and respectfully as you can. Yeah, nicely, respectfully, <laughs> and just don't. Whatever you do, it, even if you think certain things shouldn't be a certain way, as you as you said, Jude, put your point across in a polite, nice way, and yeah. keep supporting it. Yeah, keep supporting it. So, like, I would like it if the series was going in this direction. I would like it if this would happen. I would like it if this writer left the fucking team because they're shit. Uh, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just yeah. make sure that you're watching. Just yeah. make sure that you're watching because then you can have a valid opinion, and then you can join the table. Yeah. If if you watch two episodes and you give up, your opinion is no longer valid, good sir. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. You can't wade in and tell me that Enterprise is a shit series when you have only watched three episodes. I will not take that as a valid opinion. Yeah. All I will think is, you, my sir, are a plonker. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh, we went off on a real rant there. Yeah. No, I think it's well deserved, though. I, I think even though we didn't plan any of that, like it, it's, it needs to be said, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so, definitely. Hi. Thanks for listening to this edition of Trekmate. There are a number of ways you can get in touch. You can email Trekmate seventeen oh one at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Trekmate seventeen oh one. Or, if you're on Facebook, just search for Trekmate and like our page. Remember to stop by TrekmateFamily.com to read our original features and check out some of our sister podcasts. You can find Jude on Twitter and YouTube. He is the official Jude. Or just search for Jude Hawkins on Facebook. You can contact Wayne on Twitter. He is at WayneTheGame. If you enjoy the music played at the end of the Trekmate podcast, you can download them for free 
at StarTrekParodies.com. And if you want to tell the artist just how much he rocks, you can tweet me, Rick Moyer, at Moyer777. Oh, and please stop by iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really does make a difference for us. If you've already done so, then thank you. Once again, thanks for listening to this edition of TrekMate. So we've received a couple of subspace messages. Thank you very much. Uh, the first comes from Ricky Deman, who uh, I do apologise if I've pronounced your last name incorrectly, who shot us an email in response to our latest Destination Star Trek episode. Uh, Ricky writes, hey guys, loved the episode, new listener, but totally hooked. Good stuff. Thank you very much. That's always nice to know. I'm sure we'll put Definitely. you off at some point. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> I was at DSCE and echo your comments on the show. I run events myself, so I had an awesome time. I turned up early, queued for four hours to get my Eventbrite ticket converted to a pass and enter the show on Friday, but from there everything went like clockwork. Others who turned up 30 minutes before their photo shoots were sorely disappointed though. The lack of traders was a real shame, but I think the close scrutiny from CBS and Paramount and coverage from the official Star StarTrek.com guys... They couldn't bring along the usual Comic-Con traders with their dubious origin t-shirts, mugs, and apparel. That's a fair comment to, uh, yeah. to, to make. It is. It's just a disappointment that they don't try and bring more officially licensed uh, stools. Well, yeah, that's what we said. They could have done so much more with that, couldn't they? Yeah. Uh, the talks I loved, but as you also said, they were all Q&A sessions and not what was advertised. No theme, nothing at all. Uh, really just thrown to the crowds, and I agree again that it was mainly the questions of what was the funniest thing that happened, how long did it take in makeup at every yeah. talk I went to. That was our main gripe. Yeah. That was our main gripe as well. And uh, to be honest, uh, just on a side note, something that I had noticed when I was uh, looking on the DST site for something um, earlier this week, Mm-hmm. I had totally forgotten that they had also promised a gaming zone. Yes, they did, which just didn't come to be. And, and are we? Are we? Well, it doesn't matter if we're allowed to say now, does it? No one's going to tell us off now. No. They were supposed to have um, Star Trek. What, what's the game called? Bridge Crew or Star yes. Trek Bridge? Yeah, the VR game. But and unfortunately, it, that didn't materialise. We were really looking forward to that. Yeah, we were really looking forward to that, but regardless of whose fault, whatever, it's a shame that that didn't yeah. turn up. Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers right now, but as you say, it's it's a shame either way for everybody. It's a shame, but as uh, was stated on the website, it's just a shame that there wasn't the just a gaming zone. Yeah, you could have just had all of the old PCs style games. playing uh, the older games, the new um, Star Trek Online on consoles. You know, they could have been. Mm-hmm. Could have been advertising that, making shitloads of cash. Yeah, definitely. 
Okay, Ricky continues. All in all, I had a great time. Using my own show knowledge, I'd leave one talk as the final question was being answered, then run to the other stage for the next talk I wanted, sometimes sitting in on another for 10 minutes. Uh, I had no interest in to get a good seat for what I did want. I felt sorry for the commanders and captains who spent up to £900 and weren't given priority seating at most talks. I didn't realise that there was an issue with the priority seating with the commanders and admirals. No, neither did I, but I, I would add to that that um, I know two years ago they had um, admirals as well, which were paying like three grand. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they had admirals again this year. So, you know, it's captains, commanders and admirals where... If that if that was an issue, then yeah, that's pretty poor. If that was an issue, but I yeah personally haven't heard from anybody who has bought one of those packages. But um, no, me I... neither. I, I most people had bought the same one that I'd bought uh, this year, which was Lieutenant, which mm-hmm. is the, the the lowest one like above two hundred odd one. It was one hundred and fifty, and what they had on the website at the time that I purchased it, I thought was fair. All the talks included, mm-hmm. and uh, like the little goodie bag they had. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out in the end for me, like because we had the press pass, I needn't have bought it anyway. But yeah. you know, hey ho. Exactly, live and learn, but still. Yeah. Ricky continues, there was a massive fallout on the Facebook page for the event, but showmasters being showmasters deleted 90% of it, leaving only slightly negative posts. I did, however, screen capture hundreds of them before deletion, mainly to mull over in regard to making my own events better going forward, learning from the mistakes of others. That is something I wasn't aware of. Uh, uh, that, that's that been happening for years, unfortunately. Uh, I know I'm they do it with that. the forums. I didn't realise yeah. they'd done it on the Facebook page as well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it, it's a shame, really, because I, I wish they could take it head on and sort of work with the people that are criticising them, not make enemies out of these people, mm-hmm. and realise that these people only say the things they say because they want a better event next time. They mm-hmm. want to come back the next year to what whatever it is, whether it's whether it's a regular Comic-Con, whether it's a themed Comic-Con like uh, um, Star Trek or whatever. You know, these people don't want to be their enemies. They just want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's the thing. It, it is a shame that they've not taken it on board. But uh, to be honest, Ricky, if you, uh, as you said, you do uh, do events as well. It's uh, also a good thing for event organizers to see what most people's criticisms are so that you don't tread that same path Yeah, uh, as well. So, no, yeah, very good thinking on that case. Do you know what? I'd I'd love for Ricky to email back, and we don't have to talk about it on air if they don't want us to. But uh, I'd love to know what what they do do. Yeah. What events that they're involved in? Yeah. And if if they want us to talk about it on air, we can do as well, can't we? Yeah, definitely. That's an open invitation, Ricky. You ever want to come yeah. and talk about any of your events? We would love to have you on. Definitely. Definitely. Um. And Ricky closes out with, keep up the great work and the interviews you guys put together were first class. Not a thing wrong with them. Including the Jeffrey Combs one. <laughs> oh no, there was a byline here. Yeah. <laughs> what was up with that one interview? <laughs> but no, thank you so much, Ricky. It's... Yeah, I was really, really happy to read that email. That, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I love it when people take the time to, to, to write emails that long. It's yeah. nice. 
definitely thank you so much ricky really appreciate you getting in contact and uh i'm uh, glad that uh, you enjoyed the interviews as well yeah and before we move on to another section we did get a bit of feedback from someone i don't know it's not very well known around these parts jason donovan is it yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's it. It's, it's an Aussie. <laughs> oh, he's going to fucking hate so me for be. saying that. I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, JD. <laughs> so yeah, no, JD uh, was. Um, I'm not sure whether it's happy, um, annoyed, a, a little um, bit of both, honoured. Um, a mixture of all of them, <laughs> I think, really. A little bit. When I was listening, uh, that that we did. To rip, be, be uh, fair, we we did acknowledge him to an extent. We did to a very minor extent. I I said I'd heard it on a podcast that I was. Everyone knows what podcast I listen to. I just listen to us, basically. <laughs> and I'm still yeah. getting through all the in the will in the wilderness episodes. I'm nearly at the end. But I did. Yeah. I did sort of say what it was, and I think you just referred to them as Aussie bastards or something, <laughs> <laughs> which is good enough. It's close enough. It's close enough. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jason Donovan was kind enough to send us a voicemail, <laughs> uh, which to weigh in his two cents on our. Uh, Topic not last week but the week before, uh, discussing the a possible TNG reboot. So let's hand it over to the wilderness. Hi, this is Grantney Mahara, and you're listening to The Wilderness, the farthest reaches of the galaxy, one of the most remote outposts available. This is where the adventure is, this is where heroes are made, right here in the wilderness. This wilderness is my home. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a segment I've decided to call Wilderness Did It. Because let's face it, we did it first. Okay, I am, of course, JD. Fez is not here for a comedic reason that I've not thought of. So, I was supposed to be the guest this week on Trekmate, but because of that pesky day job thing, I had to pull out. But... Two weeks ago, you guys did a fantasy casting of a rebooted JJ vs. Next Generation. You kind of gave us some credit for it, but Wilderness did it. Hashtag Wilderness did it. So, oh, look at that. I've got a pop-up. Oh, there's some of that Wilderness professionalism chiming in. So, I'm going to weigh in with my two cents worth on the casting. First things first, boys, the individual that was talking about Chloe Grace Moretz on the Wilderness version was me. I had her pegged as Jadzia Dax. Okay, um, going through in more or less the order that you guys did it. Q, yes, Wayne, spot on, David Tennant. Cannot, cannot think of a better thing. Use him as your primary antagonist. Guinan, I want to use Whoopi Goldberg, a la Leonard Nimoy, tying the 2009s all shit together. But if you're not going to let me do it, I'm going to go with Rosario Dawson. Which, fuck you, Wayne, I said it before I even heard you fucking saying it, so buggy ya. Um... Jude, I really like the idea of using Ellen Page as one of the minor roles, but I'm not using Ensign Rowe because she's off busy being Batlaren. I would have Ellen Page as Tasha Yar, which, you know, have her killed off in the first act for no good reason, because that's what they did. Anyway, um, moving right along, 
Dr. Pulaski. I would cast Julianne Moore. Because, you know, why not? Because it's Julianne Moore. She's always fun to have around. Wesley Crusher. I would, would cast Finn Wolfhard, one of the boys from Stranger Things. Little prat, you know, 13 years old. What are you going to do? Beverly Crusher as his mum, Emily Deschanel, the woman from Bones. We all know who she is. Um, Deanna Troy, Miranda Bakarin from Firefly. Because, you know, it's always fun to have her in things. Worf would be whoever the fuck I cast back in the day. Jude, you're our super fan. You'll be able to fill that in for me. Geordie LaForge would be Mr. Dulé Hill, Charlie from the West Wing. Data, I really dug the idea of having Evan Peters in this thing, but I think he'd do really well in that role. And if you want to look at sequels, you can also have him play in law to do, be done properly. Will Riker would be Hell's Kitchen's own Charlie Cox from Daredevil. And finally, my Captain Jean-Luc Picard would be none other than Michael Fassbender. Magneto himself, because fuck you, that's why. Or if you want to get really meta with it, you could cast James McAvoy just for the fun of it. So there we have it. There's my first and hopefully last and only edition of Wilderness Did It. And sorry again, I had to pull out on guesting boys, but I'm sure you're having fun talking about Gowron without me. Bye. You've been listening to Trekmate in the Wilderness. Thank you so much for that, JD. It made me smile so much getting a voicemail from you. Me too, a, man. A li- Thank you. A little mini wilderness. Yeah. A little... And that's the thing. I, I, miss, I do miss the wilderness. And I'm sure I, I will. I, I'm I'm about four episodes from the end, so I'm going to be really upset in a couple of days. Yeah, I already said. I'm, I'm you know, once that's happened, I'm I'm probably going to be petitioning for it to come back. Hmm. Oh, definitely should. Yeah. Go go on change.org. <laughs> Start a petition. I've never heard of it, but I'll give it a go. Oh, it's it's where all of the uh, everybody who wants to make a difference in the world goes. Oh yeah, <laughs> to yeah, start okay. petitions. Well, yeah, mine will probably be easier to do than most people's, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, but I'll give uh, you five dollars choices... if you come back on air, guys. <laughs> five dollars each. <laughs> and let's face it, now with how fucking bad the pounds doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's we'll be fair it's not worth as many australian dollars as it used to yeah <laughs> uh so but yeah no uh, good choices as well jd good choices yeah definitely and now it's time for the topic of the week on the Trekmate podcast yes this week we are doing a character review of Gowron. Seeing as we had the chance to speak uh, to the lovely Robert O'Reilly last week at DSC, uh, it it got us all reminiscent of uh, the Klingon Chancellor. It did, yeah. Yeah. So so we thought it'd just be fun to uh, discuss uh, discuss Gowron this episode, like what we liked about him, what we thought worked, what we thought didn't. also, uh, just just general thoughts, and also if you're interested, another reason to go over to the YouTube channel. This week's YouTube review will actually be of his very first episode appearance in TNG reunion. So another mm-hmm. reason to go over to the YouTube channel. Um, but um, my initial thoughts when we 
decided to discuss Gowron is looking back I thought Gowron was a much bigger part of TNG than what he actually was yeah I think we both uh, had that same reaction this week when when going online and going back on uh, Netflix Mm -hmm. Um, what was it it was four episodes of TNG Four episodes, that's crazy. If I was to say, I would have imagined it would be somewhere between 10 or 17 or something like I that. I would have thought it would have been up there, yeah. And the thing is yeah. as well, is I, for some reason, I thought he was introduced much earlier than season four. Yeah, that's what it was, season four, yeah. Yeah, and for some reason I thought he was introduced much earlier. But, um, yeah, but what does that say about the character? Because... For him to have only appeared in four episodes, yet in our memories, he played a much bigger part. So, it must speak well, volumes. I think I think we should... You're right about what you're saying and what you're going to continue to say, but I, I will also add that he was in seven, even though, again, I thought it was more, he mm-hmm. was in seven episodes of DS9 as well. Yeah. Yeah. But just the same with that, you would have imagined it was more than seven. Yeah, you would have done. But it's not. You would have done. But that, that just speaks volumes about how much of a influential character or how much he leaves an impact uh, on your memory if, if, in hindsight, you think that he was around that much more. Yeah. Because... And also, the character did really... Uh, what I liked about Gowron is he really did evolve, uh, like his his and also his he's another one of the characters that we got to see, um, like the introduction of him and also got to see his demise later on. Yeah, literally well. see his death. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a night. I always like it when we can see a full circle of a character. Like Connor yeah. Trinil was saying, it's it's nice when you can see a full character story arc. Um, yeah. But uh, because obviously, first of all, Garon turns up and he's like a very honor-driven uh, character, and he's he was he was supposedly always uh, one of the outspoken uh, members of the council. That's right. That's how they introduce him before you've actually seen him, isn't it? That's how Worf describes him, I think. Yeah, because uh, at that point the council was um, starting to go down a bit of a path that was almost unhonourable in certain choices that he was making. Yeah. And Gowron was, uh, like so you would imagine since he was outspoken and very honourable, that he was like one of the people that was trying to keep... Uh, the council true to cling on tradition and honor. Yeah. What is it about Gowron that you either enjoyed, hated, remembered? I, I remember the first time I saw Gowron uh, mm-hmm. in reunion back in the day, and I, I didn't know what to make of him at first. Even though, well, we'll talk about it on our YouTube thing. They're trying to decide who's going to replace uh, the former. Uh, the, Sorry, the current, uh, what do you call them, head of the Klingon Chancellor. Chancellor of the Klingon, uh, Kempek. Yeah, that's right. Um, He's been poisoned. Mm -hmm. As I said, I don't want to talk about this too much, but his replacement is either going to be Gowron or Or... Duras. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Ken Peck has basically said that one of them is responsible for poisoning him. So not only did Picard in that episode have to find out who it was who was murdering him, but also he had to decide at the same time, you know, who the replacement was. Um, and even though, like, Juras is, like, guilty, guilty, guilty in that episode, like, when the first time you ever see Galron, it's like the first thing you lock onto is those crazy eyes. So wh- whatever's coming out of his mouth, you just think, like, who is this guy? <laughs> he just looks mental. He does. He looks yeah. very highly strong. Like when I think the first time I ever watched that episode years ago, it's like even though you know Juras is um, guilty, mm-hmm. and and Worf is like constantly saying it through the episodes, like it's him, it's him, it's him. Like still, I didn't know if there was going to be a twist in that episode because mm-hmm. you know Gowron looks that crazy. Like actually, it was me. I, I'd set him up, but it wasn't. Uh, no. Long story short. But yeah, Gowron, as crazy as he might be, like. He is an honourable Klingon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he may get to his goals, you know, in, in funny ways sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but generally, he is a good Klingon. He's he's not, you know, deceptive like like some of the other ones we see mm-hmm. uh, with with Juras and the Juras sisters and family and stuff. Yeah. Well, well, that is. Um... Oh, and one more thing I'll say is. On that first episode, when I first saw him, unlike mm-hmm. now, unlike uh, two weeks ago when we saw him, mm-hmm. he's extremely skinny and small in that first episode. He doesn't necessarily make you think of what you normally think of with a lot of Klingons being tall and strong and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he is tough. You know, whenever he's actually challenged in any episodes, he always brings it. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I was watching earlier on, like... Um, it's the the clone of Kalis. Yes. Like he he just yeah he just brings it to him, mm-hmm. like and just knocks him down no problem. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, no, I would say even though yeah he's not the most muscular Klingon that you may have seen, but he's certainly not a shrieking violent. He's. I don't know. He's he's pretty pretty skinny in those first uh, in those TNG episodes. Yeah, but just by looking at him, you know that he could handle himself. I mean, oh well, I think that that's, that's maybe why Garon has the crazy eyes, just to say, mm-hmm. look, I might not have the the, the height and the size, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm fucking crazy. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, and he does. That is who he 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 does remain that character, even mm-hmm. in his position of power. He he's always ready to you know. Yeah. Uh, can't think how to put it. Take on any challenges. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, but later down the line, um, he does start to uh, like. And he starts out very, very honourable, mm-hmm. but then obviously, as we get more into the Deep Space Nine sort of arc, um, he then becomes slightly more and more paranoid. And also, um, then also, because he he did obviously start a full out war with uh, the Cardassians on uh, the um, misinformation that Martok had been spreading that the uh, Cardassians were being supported by the Dominion. Mm -hmm. 
which, <laughs> funnily enough, they ended up uh, <laughs> siding with the Dominion. Yeah. But, yeah, whenever Gowron's around, there's always some sort of war kicking off, isn't there? But that's what Klingons thrive on. Yeah, exactly. So would we expect anything different from the Klingons? Yeah, they just go mad. If there's not some war to concentrate on, you know, mm-hmm. what would they do? Yeah. Because that's the thing is obviously that's why uh, why we had like that huge battle scene with DS9 in the way of the warrior mm-hmm. because it was a question of uh, <laughs> the Klingons just wanted to blow the shit out of <laughs> everything Cardassian at that point. Yeah, and <laughs> and the Federation was sticking up for the Cardassians. So, it's it, whether it was the right move or not, because who who knows if if the Klingons hadn't have been so ruthless with the Cardassians, would the Cardassians have lined with the Dominion? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't. That's the thing. It's one of them things that I'm sure there's an alternate universe where they didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe there isn't a novel out there or something. Yeah. What we've not got to yet, mm-hmm. and obviously then we got. To, uh, I enjoyed um, the whole story arc going around when um, Deep Space Nine, when they didn't know whether, whether they all suspected that Gowron was a changeling. Yeah, I did too. It was you know it was the changelings themselves that had implanted that idea in Odo's head. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, when he joined the I need, link. I need to rewatch that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I can't remember why Odro had visited the link, but he had come out and he'd been fed that there was a spy at the head of the Klingons and they had showed him an image of Gowron. Well, they, they'd basically tried to make it appear as if that was real and so that was something they were trying to hide from Odo when in fact... It wasn't. They they wanted him to receive that information mm-hmm. t- to mess with uh, Starfleet and Deep Space Nine and stuff. Exactly. And and it, and it worked. You know, for a time it worked. Yeah. No, it did. But it, but also by um, making them think that it was Galron, then they uh, went ahead with the plan to take down Galron. Mm-hmm. And. Then the that's a really good episode. That I, I really want to go back and watch that as soon as I can. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. I think it's well worth. Maybe we should do that at some point. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point, when they go to take down Gowron, and they find out it wasn't. Yeah. But then going forward in the Dominion War, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, they did. They did get involved, uh, like uh, like in uh, at the last minute, uh, and helped the Federation. Yeah. Uh, like to defeat uh, the Dominion forces in uh, like uh, favor of bold and sacrifice of angels. Uh, so that, like that initial when we was having the big Dominion uh, battles in season six, um, but then you saw. Galron getting more and more jealous of uh, Martok as Martok grew in popularity after 
coming back. Yeah. And th- that's when you s- saw Gowron really starting to go uh, crazy and acting dishonorably because that's, that's what led to his demise. Uh, wasn't it when paranoia? The, yeah, paranoia because uh, because he saw that Martok was getting more and more popular. Um, he was sending him into more and more um battles that he knew he had no chance of winning. That's right. Yeah. So, so that either one of two things would happen: either Martok would die, or Martok would retreat and be seen as yeah. dishonorable. So, uh, and because he kept on putting him into those situations, Martok soon cottoned on mm-hmm. and called him out on the shit. And at that, and at that point, uh, Cisco subtly uh, suggested to Worf that Gowron needed to be removed yeah. from the situation, which is, once again, such an awesome Cisco uh, way <laughs> yeah. of thinking that is so not Picard. Yeah, get rid of him. <laughs> where, where Picard with uh, with Duras was almost fucked off <laughs> that mm-hmm. he had killed Duras, where Cisco is subtly going, I think Galron needs to be removed. <laughs> yeah. <Don't> you, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. <laughs> <laughs> I do love those differences about Cisco, from what we were used to at that point. Yeah, that's the thing. Cisco was much more willing to get his hands dirty. Yeah, definitely. To um, if it meant that it was suiting the greater good. Yeah. It, it, it Cisco is a firm believer that uh, you have to crack some eggs to make an omelette. Yeah, and he's right. He, he gets the job done. He does. Yeah, he does. So, um, yeah. So that ends up leading to uh, Worf actually fighting Gowron. That's another uh, one I, I want to rewatch soon. I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was uh, because obviously he. I can't remember if at that point Worf was already a member of the House of Martok. I think he probably was. It's been a while, but I think he probably was, yeah. Uh, I think he probably was as well. Oh, cause... we're right at the end of season seven, so yes. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he would have been, yeah, definitely then. Um, Yeah, so, so because obviously Gowron had already once reinstated the honour of the House of Moog. Yeah. And then it had been revoked again. Yeah. Later down the line. So then Worf was in the house of Martok and then Martok's getting fucked over. So I'm sure Worf had no problem in doing Galron over. Yeah. Well, like we said, he he started off honourable, didn't he? Uh, Honourable enough uh, Klingon uh, Galron. But eventually, you know, he does do things to suit himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Exactly. Like he'll help you out if if it helps him, but Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it's it is very much uh, but I don't think his intentions early on are in any way disingenuous. No, early, I no, think... no, he's 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 definitely honourable, you can say, for for his time yeah. in TNG at least. Yeah. 
And I think I think it is literally after having that time in power, he just did become more and more paranoid about things. Yeah, and that's I fair. I can certainly see the um a point that uh Robert O'Reilly was making about uh, he, he very much likened Gowrong to the role of King Lear. Yeah, there is most definitely um like similarity, so I can totally see where he's coming from. Yeah. And I would say that, personally, I think uh, Rob's portrayal as Gowron is fantastic. It is, yeah. I enjoy the character. And I, uh, to be honest, I'm glad that Gowron was a part of uh, the Star Trek mythos. Because uh, I, I enjoy him. And as such, I think that's why we we do think of him as being more of a prominent role in different episodes. Yeah. he bring, In the short time that he's there, I mean, what is it? It's it's 11. It's 11 mm-hmm. episodes. That's not a lot, really, on paper. But he, Out of two different se- uh, series. Yeah. But he brings a lot in that time, in that short time. He's an extremely memorable character. Yeah. No, most definitely. And ex- extremely believable and extremely well acted. Yeah. Is, uh, definitely uh, Robert O'Reilly done a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah, it wouldn't necessarily have worked uh, with a different actor. But then again, if if it was a different actor, he may not have even made it to DS9. He may have not made no. it past his first four episodes in TNG. No, he might not. Yeah. He might not. They could, and, they could uh, have well, just dropped He certainly it, wouldn't they? have been the same character. mm that's the thing, as much as a role the writers play, the actor does have an influence oh, on how that comes I f- out. I think actors can make a massive difference to the characters they play. I really do. I, I am someone who praises writers a lot. You know, they are mm-hmm. people I admire a lot in their Star Trek. But, um, but yeah, without that certain thing that the actors give to the roles they're given... Mm-hmm. It could go a completely different route, couldn't it? Oh, absolutely. So, after speaking about such an honourable character that isn't never shies away from a battle, I think, good sir, it is time that we done battle ourselves. Cool. It sounds like it's time for the trek off. Time for the trek off. Yes, it's time again for the trek off. So, dude, you won last time. Did I? You did. You won the last trek off. Oh, I'm amazed. I can't remember it now. So, you only listened to it a couple of days ago. Yeah, I know. I, I so, get very little sleep at the moment. I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. I'm there with you. Brothers in arms. Yeah. So, would you like to go first or second? Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. You'll go first. Yes. Okay. What is the name of the Cardassian Intelligence Service introduced in the Deep Space Nine episode, The Wire? The Cardassian Intelligence Service. Yeah. What is the name of the Cardassian Intelligence Service introduced in the Deep Space Nine episode, The Wire? Oh. Oh. I'm so glad that I've got you on the podcast now because I do not seem anywhere near 
as thick because when <laughs> I used to play with Mark, he knew all of the answers straight off. Oh yeah, I know, I know. When I, when I was just a listener, I I knew that. When I'm listening to the questions, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna get that. He's gonna get that. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Mark and Matt would always have no problem whatsoever, and you could always guarantee that I'd be fucking umming and ahhing for ages. I know. So I'm just, I'm just glad that I've got somebody who's actual, like, we're on a similar level. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's like you just said about me winning the trek off last week. I can't even remember that. So you could be asking me about an episode that I watched two days ago, and if I've watched one episode since then, it's just gone out of my head <laughs> since yeah. then. Lack of sleep has done you over. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's going to continue for a w- little while. If if anyone doesn't know, I've got a a one year old who's who's teething at the moment. Cisco. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you are not <laughs> getting much sleep at all. No, no. But is it enough for you to remember what the name of the Cardassian Cardassian intelligence service is? Probably not, but I'm just going to go with... Is it the First Order? It's, it's, it it's was. Half a, was it? The Obsidian Order. Oh. Okay. So I close, knew, I knew half of it was going to be right. So close. Okay, I, okay, hit me. I really hope I'm not reusing... Please do tell me if I'm uh, asking you a question that I've asked you in recent weeks. Because okay. I, uh, I had one in my hand a minute ago, which I had. Okay, you ready? Go for it. In the motion picture, The Final Frontier, what, mm-hmm. what is the Nimbus Freeze nickname? Oh. Um, if you want me to repeat, just let me know. Uh, you can repeat. Yeah, go for it. In the motion picture, The Final Frontier, what is Nimbus Free's nickname? I would guess. I honestly, I honestly, honestly don't know. So it, he was looking for God and everything. So, um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I know. He was looking for Shakari, weren't he? Something like um, that. Um. Yeah, um, I don't know. The answer was the planet of galactic peace. I knew it would be something bollocksy like yeah. <laughs> something hippie like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, your next question. What alien race is introduced in the next generation episode, The Wounded? Oh, is this going to be like that other question when you asked me about the host and I, I didn't get it, and then and then you said, "Oh, it's obvious." One, well, no, it wouldn't and it, be. And it was the trill for that one. No, this one there isn't any sort of clue inside the title. Oh, but it's called the wounded. Yeah, the episode was titled "The Wounded." Which alien race was introduced in this episode? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the Ferengi because. I'm sure that episode wasn't called that. It will have called been called the negotiation or something. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was called Quark growls a lot on a rock. Yeah, with a laser whip. That's it. <laughs> Quark's S and M group. What What's the name of the episode again? But... The wounded. Ooh. I would say even if you haven't got a clue, you, it's worth a punt. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Um, I've got one in the back of my mind because I'm pretty sure they weren't in uh, TOS. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it's just a stab in the dark. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the Bolians because I can't think of anything else. It's not. I know it's not going to be them, but you know it's better than saying pass, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's it's definitely better than saying pass, and it was worth a punt. Um, oh no, no, I would have had a second guess. No, I'm not allowed to have a second guess. Just okay then. You just sure? Out, just out of curiosity, before I tell you what the answer was, what was you going to say? Cardassians. That would have got you a correct answer. Oh, for fuck's sake. I knew it wouldn't be the Bolians because they'd never do anything with them. They're just like shaving mm-hmm. people and serving drinks constantly. They never seem to do anything. But you're right, though, to think through, to think like, like who wouldn't have been in TOS but wouldn't have been introduced later in Deep Space Nine or... yeah. So, oh, can I can I just say? Do, do you remember? Like, I remember making a comment about this once, like not mm-hmm. on Trek, mate. Did you notice that when Cardassians were first on TNG, to me they looked like their uniforms were made out of chocolate, milk chocolate. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were a bit dodgy, a bit suspect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, uh, I, I didn't ever pin it down to milk chocolate, but yeah, no, I. I Go, go back and from. have a look in HD, and I swear... It's, I might it's watch that... The Wounded. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Um, Shall I give... What, well, I think that was fairly easy, what you were giving me there. It's just, as always at the moment, I'm not on the ball. I'll give you one what I think that you're going to get. Okay. That doesn't always prove effective. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it works both ways. Doesn't it? In the next generation episode, a fistful of daters. Okay. What character plays the mysterious stranger in the Western holodeck simulation? Whoops. Uh, Wolf. No, I'm sorry. No, wait. Wolf well. plays a sheriff. No, uh, okay, no. That, you said Wolf. No, that's fine. I'll accept that answer. <laughs> I'm just playing it out in my head. Wolf plays a sheriff. Well, um, now that you've got it wrong, a, I can tell you it's it's like the stupidest choice. When you're watching it, you're like, what? Alexander plays <laughs> um, uh, the deputy. Mm-hmm. Marina, uh, uh, Councillor Troy plays the woman who helps him. But that's probably the answer. That is the answer, yeah. yeah. Councillor Troy. He's the mysterious stranger. Of course you fucking is. Oh, okay, go you on remember then. now, don't you? When you when you saw the episode, you're just I should like, have, okay. I should have played it over in my head a little bit more. Well, same with me with the Cardassians. Okay, so it's me again now. Yep. So, how does Councillor Troy finally manage to pass the bridge officer's qualification test in the Next Generation episode, Thine Own Self? Yes, I think I've got this one. I think I know this one. She she has to accept the fact that she has to kill Holodeck Geordie. And she does so. She has to accept that like that's what she has to do to pass. She is willing to accept the sacrifice of Geordie's life to save yeah. the Enterprise. I know something about Star Trek. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Excellent. Okay. 
hit me then, dude. Okay, well, I'm not going to ask you name the bartender in 10 forward. I'm not asking you that question. Depends what episode. Could have been data. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. This, one, this one's a middle one, I'd say. In the motion picture, The Voyage Home, what Latin proverb does Admiral Kirk evoke prior to travelling through time? I'll ask again if you want me to. Fortune favours the bold. Oh, so close. So close. May fortune favour the foolish. Ah. Oh. So I've won. Another one under your belt. It's a mate. Take that cue and your bloody mariachi band. <laughs> okay, for my co-host Wayne Emery, I've been Jude Hawkins, and that was Trek Mate. Join the link. I sensed that the other changelings were trying to hide things from me. Faces. Names. One of them was him. What are you saying? I'm saying that he's one of them. Gauron, the head of the Klingon Empire, is a changeling. Another option. We could kill him. 
We shall start with you. I am waiting. I don't understand. I am not interested in excuses. Are you a Klingon warrior or an Alvarian dung beetle? Hallowed hold under the watchful gaze of our greatest heroes. You will receive the highest honor that can be bestowed upon a Klingon. The order of the Butler! Glory to you. I knew I recognized that face. Well, our team, we got exposed. Every block, we were all hosed. But Garam second in command was acting weird. So as Warp tried to kill Garam, Odo knew the game was on. It was Martok, the founder, he We'll change my face for the new starry mission Party it up at the battle competition Drink blood wine and grin all around I pick up my omitter and play The poor omission save Then I'll revert the changeling to save We won't be fooled again Challenges, hardly the words of a Klingon. Tell me, General, did Gauron destroy the polar emitters, or did you? Martok's the changeling! Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go 
where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.